Good morning, and welcome to CAG Radio, presented by CAG Media, an affiliate of Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. CAG Media has two purposes. First is to share art business ideas, and secondly, to introduce artists to the buying public. You can listen to previously recorded shows on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio by typing in CAG Media. Or you can visit our website at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and just click on the Media tab. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is always looking for exceptional new artists. And if it describes you, visit us online to learn how to submit your artwork for consideration. If you are interested in purchasing art, please visit us online at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. You are listening to our ongoing series, The Business of Art, with artist and poet Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Each week, Sharon explores the business aspects behind the beautiful artwork that artists create and ultimately sell. And now, here she is, Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Good morning and welcome to The Business of Art, Episode 13, The Psychology of Success. My name is Sharon Bell Hawkshaw, and I'm your host this morning. Welcome. So let's get started. Um, I hope everybody is enjoying the Olympics. I know I've been enjoying it and watching as much of it as I possibly can. And in preparing for this morning's episode, I realized that uh, talk about today is uh, pertinent to anybody in any field. These athletes have been training for all their lives, some of them, for this very moment in time. And they've trained their bodies to do the most amazing things. Jump high, fastest running, leap the furthest, swim the fastest. It's just amazing. And But it's not just their bodies that they're training to almost near perfection. They're training their minds and their, psycho, their psyche as well. And if their psyche is not there, then no matter how well trained their bodies are, their bodies will not perform to the high levels that they expect. You know, body, mind, and soul all have to be on the same path, heading in the same direction, working as one. Putting that to art and the business of art, okay, you've created all this wonderful artwork. It's ready to go. It's framed. It's priced. It's gorgeous. Now you just have to get out there and sell it. And for some of you, if you're having difficulty selling it, maybe it's not the artwork. Maybe it's the psychology of yourself. Maybe the roadblocks that you're facing are the roadblocks of yourself, therefore the psychology of success. And it's a real thing. Some people just have internal roadblocks that stop them from being successful in any uh, thing in their life that they're doing. And it's not just artists. It, it's anything, mathematicians, scientists, you know, writers. It's, it is a real thing, and we're going to discuss it today. Every entrepreneur wears more than one hat, and most entrepreneurs are not skilled in all facets of their businesses. When you enter the marketplace with your artwork, you'll need to have all of your psychological artillery ready for action. Uh, this artillery will become important to take you through the pitfalls of your businesses and, of course, your life. All of us have been raised with many attitudes that undermine our higher possibilities. Throughout our life, we all must attempt to overcome those old barriers and attitudes 
and begin to think for ourselves and our better selves. As an entrepreneur, and that is what you are when you decide to start your own art business, you will be, as defined by Webster, a person who organizes and manages a business undertaking, assuming the risk for the sake of profit. Assuming risks. Yikes. <laughs> profit. Woo! Even bigger yikes. You will need to become aware of your psychological blocks in order to take a risk and succeed in business. Um, you need to study your negative attitudes towards success within your own psyche. Find out what is holding you back. Follow only those attitudes that assist you in succeeding your goals. That sounds simple, yet we all know it's not simple to change your ingrained attitude. It is, however, an, an axiom you must develop towards your art business. Don't use any excuses. If you have them, keep them to yourself. Don't voice them. Excuses become more of a reality if they are voiced. Understand that they are only excuses. In case you're having difficulty seeing your excuses, here are some I hear all the time. I work full time. I don't have the time to market. I never marketed anything before. I'm shy. I live in an uncultured town. There's too much competition. I don't know how to price my work. I don't want to part with my work. Financial success will poison my artwork. The art market is saturated. I can't use the left side of my brain. And I've actually heard that one. And I'm thinking, what? You can't use the left side of your brain? It's not like you can turn the left side of your brain off and on. You're using it. You just don't realize you're using it. I don't even think you know what it means. That one kills me. <laughs> I don't have any business abilities. A true artist should uh, not have to sell or peddle their work. We should be discovered. Now, that was a good one, too. Those days are long gone by, I think, the tune of, what, 300 years? <laughs> uh, I would feel guilty about making money at what I love to do. Well, that, then you're just crazy. You, you don't need to worry about starting your own business. You just need to go to uh, a loony bin. Because the whole idea, perfect life or the best life, is to make money doing what you enjoy to do. That is the ultimate goal. So if what you love to do is crunching numbers, then you should be in a business crunching numbers because that is your best life. If painting or drawing or sculpting is what you want to do, then you need to put yourself in a position where you can make money doing that. That would be then your best life. And then, of course, the final and the, and the big use of the day is, well, the economy is bad and people just aren't buying artwork. Well, baloney. People are buying artwork. Yes, the economy is bad, but people still purchase things in bad economies as, as well as in good economies. So you might have to adjust your pricing some. Maybe that's what you need to do. But people are buying artwork, trust me. People are buying homes, people are buying businesses, people are buying buildings, and guess what? That's a lot of blank walls that need to be filled, and people are purchasing the artwork to put on those walls. So, if you continue to believe in all of these excuses, or any of these excuses, you will get absolutely nowhere. To make a living as an artist, you will have to have the courage and take the risk to break through any of your personal roadblocks. If you truly desire to accomplish the task of marketing and selling your art, you will create the courage to conquer these barriers. You can do it. You must do it. There's no alternative. You've broken through barriers in other areas of your life. Break through these as well. By the way, you've already begun the process because you're listening to me. So here's a good one. Let's start with the myth of the struggling artist. 
Artists and non-artists alike are familiar with this ubiquitous myth. We've all been taught throughout our schooling that artists never make much money and don't care about money. And most of our parents, as we were growing up, said that uh, we needed to go to school, go to college, and get a degree and something that we could uh, have as a backup because in their minds they knew that we'd never make any money being an artist. And when I say being an artist, that's a singer, an actor, a painter, musician, you name it. We've all heard it. This is just one of the many myths that have been heaved upon the creative people of the world. Don't believe it. Rubens, for example, didn't believe it. He was a politician and a very good businessman. I know many artists across the U.S. who don't believe this myth, and for that reason they have prospered in the art business. They are not famous, perhaps, never will be famous among the masses, but this isn't their aim. Their aim is to make a living as a fine artist. You do not have to feel guilty about making money from your talents. You are fortunate enough to have a talent that can become an occupation. People want and need art. Get on with what you like to do. Have an attitude change towards the business of art. Put an end to those lies society programmed into you. Conquer the myth of the struggling artist. Get on with becoming a surviving artist in the new millennium. <laughs> so let's move on to the next one. And this is another big one. The fear of rejection. Another myth artists are taught is that they are supposed to be rejected by society, by galleries, by clients, by the business world. Artists are eccentrics. They are rejects. Let's not advocate rejection any longer. Let's think anew. Believing this myth attracts rejection. You will need to learn to distance yourself from, but take heed of criticism. You are educating yourself for intelligent marketing. Listen to what people say when they comment on your work. They can give you important clues for future planning. Are they rejecting your portfolio? Did you catch them in the middle of a hectic day? Were you late for your appointment? Did you choose an inappropriate gallery? As an artist, you don't have to take a criticism personally. If you feel your work is truly inspiring, surely there will be other people who will feel the same. If you consider your artwork of top standard, and you should if you intend to market it, why is the opinion of someone you don't know so stressing to you? Perhaps you don't really feel that your work is so good. Without the fortitude you gain from these inevitable critiques that hurt, you won't be ready for the psychological strength you need to be a success. Once you start marketing your artwork on a regular basis, this gut-level fear of criticism and rejection will begin to diminish. You must have the attitude your work is worthy. Without that attitude, you cannot succeed. On the road to success, you will need, use, and discover many tools that are useful to your growth. Sports pros use the idea of visualization to help their athletes succeed. As an artist, you can also use this technique. Visualize your artwork hanging in different venues, homes, galleries, corporations. Visualize yourself shaking hands with corporate buyers, with an art publisher, an art expo, uh, whoever you need to help you along the way. You will also find it helpful to go public. Start calling yourself an artist. You've probably considered yourself an artist for some time. Now you must announce it to the world. When someone asks you what you do for a living, you reply. your reply should be, I'm an artist. Once you start calling yourself an artist, you'll be surprised at how many other people will start referring to you as an artist, too. Hearing others call you artists creates an inner image that reinforces your aim. You must define what you want. Only then can you make the efforts to get it. So defining success. 
Do you realize that you can set your own standards of success? That's really a huge epiphany. A lot of people don't get that. This is a revelation. You decide what success is for you. Is it selling three originals? Is it finding a publisher? Is it setting up an art business? Is it finishing 10 pieces of work? Is it making $25,000, $5,000, $500,000? If you want to believe what someone else tells you success is, then you are going against the possibility of creating your own free will. Without the passion of your own heartfelt aims, you lose your inner power. You won't be able to create the passion to succeed if you use someone else's ideas of a goal. Passion creates great powers within each of us and is needed to succeed in any business. Take each year as one more step in building what you want. Not what your mother wants, not what your father or your friend or business associate thinks you need or want, but what you determine you need and what you want. Perseverance. In most parts of our lives, we've found that we must persevere through troubled and difficult times. It is no different for an entrepreneur, be he or she artist or baker. Just to survive in life, we must persevere. To do what we want, we must really be committed. You must plan to remain at this venture, not one or two years, but 10 or 40, 50 years, all your life. You are an artist, after all. What else can you do? What else would you want to do for a living? With this attitude, you will be able to conquer problems when they arise. Along the way, remember the adage, it takes money to make money. <laughs> if you are not willing to spend money on promoting yourself, why would anyone spend money on buying your work? You need to value your work more than anyone else. If you are not willing to invest time, money, and energy in your career, who is? You certainly won't convince an art rep to work for you for commission. You will need to invest in portfolios, lawyers, books, and other promotional tools that you determine will help to build your business. How much will you sacrifice to achieve your goals? How important are they to you? How easily do you give them up or let life take them away? You are the one to decide your fate. Art is big business, and I can be part of it. This is the new attitude you are developing. So repeat this to yourself every single morning when you wake up. Art is big business and I can be part of it. Repeat it again. Art is big business and I can be a part of it. So let me give you some pointers so that you can arm yourself appropriately and get out there in the world and sell your art. All right, so let me give you some pointers, uh, little nuggets of wisdom. So the first one is if you are already established in another occupation, make your change slowly and intelligently. Don't just get up and quit your job. That's not too intelligent. Save your money. Figure out how long it's going to take for you to get your art business up and running. And so you need to have a cushion and savings in which to do that. So transition from your old career to your new uh, entrepreneurial self uh, wisely. Item two, as an artist, you will have two roles. The first one is creating art, and the second one is marketing art or selling the art. Number three, you will inevitably run up against some brick wall, both in yourself and in others. Don't stress. Just figure a way to get around it if you can't get over it. Number four, take each step as it comes. Don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah, take each day as it comes. Tomorrow will get there soon enough, and you'll worry about tomorrow when it gets there. Number five, try to think of competition as good, as keeping you on your toes. There is space for everyone. Number six, 
Get your personal life in order. You will then have the proper energy that it takes to make your business survive. Starting a new venture while your life is in chaos will just defeat you. Number seven, know what you are willing to invest, money and time-wise, in order to reach your goals. Number seven, know what you're willing to invest, money and time-wise, in order to reach your goals. So this is where you have to uh, take serious stock in yourself, self-analysis, writing a budget, a business plan, a marketing plan, and what you're willing to, to give and what you're willing not to give. Because if you are not willing or at this moment in time cannot invest a great deal of money into your career, then you need to adjust your timelines. Then clearly you're not going to be promoting and marketing in so many magazines or online you know, stores or whatever it is if you don't have the money to get yourself there. If you don't have the time to create the work to sell, then you just need to adjust your calendar accordingly. I mean, it's okay. Some people can get there faster than others. It's not about how fast you get there. It's just about you getting there. So this is a very important step and one that should not be taken lightly. Number eight, let your family and friends know your intentions of starting a business. Also let them know it won't detract from your responsibilities to them, though it might change them a bit. Get their support emotionally and psychologically. You will need it. And finally, make a total commitment or no commitment at all. So you need to say to yourself that every evening between the hours of 8 and 10 or 10 and midnight or whatever it might be, or every Saturday in the afternoon from 1 to 5, I'm going to commit to my art business. And if that's what you're committing to do, then that's what you need to do every single day, every single week, every single month, uh, you know, every single year so on and so forth. You can't say, oh, well, this Saturday I'm tired, I just don't feel like it. No, there's no such thing as you're tired and you just don't feel like it. You must do. This is, you know, it's all or nothing. You can't start a business half-heartedly. If you're not 100%, your mind, your soul, your psyche, your body, if you're not in it 100%, don't do it because you will fail. So let me give you some ideas that you can use to create an action plan. The first one is define your personal roadblocks. And this is really important because you need to determine what is emotionally and psychologically stopping you from doing what you're doing. Remove them so that you can be successful. Rid yourself of the myth of the struggling artist. There's no such thing. Use rejections to your advantage. You know, the great salespeople of our time will tell you they enjoy no's. You have to get through the no's to get to the yes. There will always be no's in this world. If everything was a yes, everybody would be doing everything they wanted to do and everybody would be millionaires. So no, that's not the way it works. Yeah. No's, just think of every no as one step closer to your yes. Announce to the world that I'm an artist. Practice visualizing your success. Define your own terms of success. Define your goal. Believe in it and achieve it. Practice persistence and perseverance. Take risks when necessary to advance your career. Present yourself as the artist you want to be. And make a total commitment to your art career. Well, you have a great deal to think about, so we will stop here today. Next week, we will discuss creating an image for you and your business. But before we leave, I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this episode as well as the rest of the CAG library at the following locations. 
iTunes, type in CAG Media, Blog Talk Radio, type in CAG Radio, or visit us online at www.contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and click on the Media tab. Please note that all shows will post after they have aired. Also, I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has launched a monthly art competition. To compete, go to Contemporary Art Gallery Online and click on the Art Contest tab for additional information. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, also visit us online at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. As always, it's been wonderful spending some time with you this morning, and you have a wonderful day, and keep creating. Bye. You have been listening to The Business of Art, presented by CAG Media, an affiliate of Contemporary Art Gallery Online. You can find The Business of Art radio show, along with the other media programs presented by CAG Media, on our website at www.contemporaryartgalleryonline.com on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, and just type in CAG Media. Contemporary Art Gallery is always looking for exceptional new artists. This describes you. Visit us online to learn how to submit your artwork for consideration. If you're interested in purchasing art, please visit us at our website, contemporaryartgalleryonline.com. We'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you.